Hey, good news. If you got bad credit, things are getting better for you. And if you got good credit, screw you. No, I mean, there's an article that I just read on Yahoo Finance today. It says mortgage fees are changing for home buyers next month. Here's what you should know. I've got Caleb, uh, baby face with the beard. Williams with me right now. Wrote the book, The And Asset. Go get her, passionate about finance and, uh, you know, hanging out in Utah. So I drug him up to the cabin the last two days to do some videos. So thanks for being with me and spending some time. And you're a big advocate. You're always a, a catalyst bringing people into my life. And I truly appreciate that and that you've been a, you know, to a degree, a product of my work. I mean, yep. you'd, you'd be doing great things if you never knew who I was, but I feel like I've helped uh, make that a little bit better road for you. So it's good to be with you, man. Hey guys, it's Caleb Williams. With um, this is kind of weird. If you're looking to buy a home, this is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they were leaders in the 2008 crisis of bad decisions, <laughs> yeah. basically giving loans to people who couldn't afford it. And uh, they were a big part of the default rate. So looks like they're back up to some of their old habits here saying, hey, we're going to lower the the cost to buy the same interest rate. So you look, when you have bad credit and you want to, you usually have a higher origination fee or like a, mm -hmm. not origination fee. It, so you a lot of times have to buy down yeah, with, a fee, with points yep. to get a better interest rate. Right. What they're now saying is credit scores don't matter, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's my understanding that the good people with good credit scores are going to be subsidizing people with bad credit scores. And my question is why, why are they doing this? Like, okay. So let's look from like, what could be the positive? Well, like people that are in a bad situation, but are good people and are on the, you know, on they're making progress and they're being penalized because the credit scores aren't changing quick enough. Well, well then let's talk about the credit scores. Exactly. Instead of like circumventing that and saying, Hey, we're just going to subsidize this. I don't think it makes it's like health insurance. All right. The healthy you are, the more you subsidize the unhealthy people. Yep. And it's like, so you're penalized for making good decisions. That's right. You know, that's, that's, that's part of my concern here. So it says starting me first upfront fees for loans backed by Fannie and Freddie, um, are going to change. Going to affect a lot of people because they buy yeah. majority of the loans. So it's based, you know, the fees that vary from bar to bar based upon credit scores, down payments, types of home and more. Um, so what it's saying is that when you have a poor credit score, normally you'd have a 2.75% fee. Um, but now they're looking at reducing that fee quite a bit, right? Um, to 1.5%, which could be on a $300,000 loan, $3,750, which means we're going to put more risk in with the government saying, Hey, we'll back up this risk, which then means the taxpayers are going to be at risk for okay. this because it's not like, okay, if you do all the things to get a good credit score, to get a better interest rate, and then they're going to charge more because there's risk in someone with a worse credit score. And so they getting that money helps subsidize because it's not a, the same level of a loan. Yeah. Do you think there's some things that they're almost admitting here? Like, do you think that there's people really, really struggling and they're seeing the writing on the wall? And so they're saying, if we they're, can't they're subsidize gonna, Yeah, they, they're probably not going to get a home. Right. But, but like, what is the, the average... That's because of, that's because I don't know what the average credit score is. We have to look that up. I mean, but we're we're dealing with inflation's creating pressure on credit Huge score problem. because yeah. how do you make all these payments on time? Yeah, student loans yep. are a problem because 
now the people aren't making what they thought they'd make and that payment kicks in, yep. which maybe now they're late on credit card payments, which have higher interest rates and penalties if you don't pay them. Yep. And maybe they had an adjustable rate mortgage that goes up and maybe they lost that home like in, in you know, 08, 09, a lot of people yep. did. And now the credit's not quite recovered. So it's like, it, it's, it's like we don't learn from the past. Yep. We just repackage it in a different way with different politics behind it, I guess. So it's it's kind of crazy here. I mean, this is a pretty quick reaction here, but um, it says that their share of the mortgage was nearly 60% of all new mortgages during the pandemic, up 42%, right, from yep. 2019. So that's pretty crazy. It says that they're making these to, to provide equitable and sustainable access to home ownership. Okay, like we're all born with intrinsic value. We're all human beings. Yep. I believe we're all, you know, like we have a soul, like my belief is we're all one, but we're not equal in our efforts, in our production, in yep. our value. And so to say that they're creating something equitable, when you have a lower credit score, it's yep. maybe because you have late payments, too much credit card debt, you know, too much like, and so this isn't, this equitable nature is so socialistic in its tendencies. It totally is. Um, it's, it's egalitarian of like, let's all be treated. Look, treat people as loving as you can. And, right. and, you know, regardless of background or money or skin, like I get that, but like now we're saying regardless of credit score and past mistakes and current financial position, we're going to just try to make it that everybody can get a mortgage. Like maybe not everybody should have a mortgage or should buy a home. Well, and credit credit scores based around risk. And so it's like, what you're essentially saying is you're almost, you have these these signs that are saying, hey, the reason you have poor credit maybe is because there's some reasons there. And we're essentially saying, oh, we're, we're just gonna look past that. And I'm not a big fan of the credit score to begin with. I don't love the concept. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. There's just some dumb things that go along with credit score. So I'm not here endorsing the credit score men mentality. I'm just saying it's problematic when we're doing things like subsidizing and and pretty much saying, hey, the people that, if that you have a high credit if score you are wouldn't qualify for a loan, all of a sudden this makes a difference. That's a that's. But I also have problem. a problem with other people having to pay Good more. Credit, yeah, yeah, that yeah. just doesn't that doesn't sit well. Um, and it's it, it's like, what's going to be the next thing? Yeah, let's see. You're going to subsidize returns to be like, hey, well, your your rate of return didn't get as good as these hedge funds. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some from them. Like it's a slippery slope. Yeah. It says they also, FHA also plans a fee on August 1st for borrowers with at least 40% debt to income ratio and 60% loan to value. So debt to income is for every dollar I earn, how much am I paying yeah. in debt? If it's 40%, of every dollar is going towards credit cards, student loans, right. car loans. That's the debt to income. And loan to value ratio is, okay, I have a, a credit card, right? Yeah. And I've used, what's my utilization rate? I've used 30%, 40, 50% right. of what's available, right? So loan to the value, like if it's a home, if the home's worth 100,000, yeah. I have a loan for 60,000, 60%, 60 loan to value, right? Yep. Like how large is, so they're calculating by how large your loan is compared with the value of your home. This fee was supposed to take effect May 1st, but was delayed until after the pushback from the industry. As a standalone measure, DTI's debt to income not a reliable indicator of a borrower's ability to repay, said the Mortgage Bankers Association and Industry Group. Uh, if you have a really high debt to income, I think that that says a lot about your ability to repay. So I'm a little bit confused about that. A borrower's income and expense can change several times throughout the loan 
uh, application and underwriting process. Okay, wrote Bob, MBA president and chief executive in a recent blog post. This is especially true in today's labor market, which is shaped by growth and self-development and self-employment, part-time employment, and gig economy employment. This would create complication problems for borrowers and lenders alike. The debt-to-income fee will also affect a larger group of potential buyers. Wildcat says a lot of people fall above 40% to income, and this is going to impact their purchasing power. So are they saying if you're above that, you don't have to have a fee? Let's go back to that. So there's another change here that it's talking about. Okay. If you're over 40% debt to income, which is for every dollar you earn, if more than 40% has to go to pay credit cards, mm -hmm. car loans, mortgages, then they're going to assess an additional fee depending on the size of the home and the loan to value. So it's saying 60% loan to value. How many people are putting 40% down on a home? Not many. That's that's a huge number. And a lot of the population has more than 40% debt to income. So it looks like they're going to you know, assess a fee and, and, and like people gave pushback on this. So what's wrong with the existing system? That's my question. I mean, and they're like, okay, so we're going to forego some fees if you have bad credit, but we're going to assess more fees if you have high debt to income. I agree. If you have higher debt to income, you have a higher chance of default. So this is like a new version of private mortgage insurance is what it sounds like. And private mortgage insurance starts at anything above 80%. Hmm. So now what I'm reading here is anything above 60%. That's so that's really that's going to be a problem because most people don't have 40% down. Yep. I mean that's, you know, it, it's like give and take. It's like a it's like a ga shell game they're playing here. What what do you think big picture without knowing all the details? What do you think why are they making this? Do you think it's because of the equity and inclusion theme that a lot of people are coming together with or do you actually think there's something strategic and they're trying to be Well, cute this negates that. This this will there be any more changes? Well, the the plans a fee for borrowers with at least 40% debt to income. That's going to be a lot of people and 60% loan to value. Like again. So 40% debt to income means you have. So let's say a dollar comes in. Yep. And seven cents of that goes to your student loan. Yep. Five cents goes to your car loan, right? And then you've got maybe credit cards, right? Yep. And there's another 10 cents that goes there. And now this home that you're gonna get is gonna be 20 cents. All of a sudden, are you above that 40 yep. cents per dollar? I agree. Like if you get above that, it does mean you have a higher chance of default. Right. And so with that, I kind of agree with what they're looking at. But now they're saying it, you don't, you know, at least 60% loan to value, like, whoa, so you have to have 40% down or you have to buy a home with a ton of equity. And who is the appraiser going to actually agree with that? This is going to be a new way for them to assess and, and, and initiate like, yep. okay, so they're giving this, what seems like a great gift to people with low credit scores by reducing the fee to get a good interest rate, but then they're coming back and getting these, you know, if, is this gonna be like PMI, private mortgage insurance, and they're getting additional fees there? You know what I'm also seeing reading in between the lines is why are they dropping it down to 60% loan to value? Are they anticipating massive value that's gonna be Decreased deleting? value, right, like that, right? Like that's what happened when they had I mean, all the this collateral in 07 that. that went away in 08. The only reason you would want that is if you had a million dollar house and it dropped under 600,000, you're under- or, or you're trying to get people to put 40% down Yes. Because 40% down, again, yeah, reduces your risk massively, banks right? A big down payment. So that's that's a, that's a just an, this is an interesting to see what might happen here. Uh, I don't, socialism. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading in between the lines and saying that this is banks trying to cover their butt uh, in two ways. They, they want people to be 
they don't want people to have over 40 percent of of debt to income which makes sense and then they're also saying hey we want you to have a greater down payment what bank wouldn't want it it's reducing right. their risk but them dropping it from 80 to 60 tells me that there might be some powers to be that might look at the whole economy as a whole and says why are we dropping it down to 60. that equality thing is a red herring I agree. For them to go and charge these additional fees for debt to income, which is creating risk for institutions. Yep. I, I think the, the 60% loan value is yeah, very, that's, very... That's the, that was the hidden piece here. Yep. All right. So that's our opinion. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.